0: Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go. The best Linux games, the best games available for the GNU slash Lyrics operating system via the mechanism. go go i That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name, If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of It must run on it, and it must, must be, be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead it may not be appropriate for Members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux Gaming on, which is. Hello, beloved special needs radio fans. Welcome to episode 112, take three of the Best Linux Games podcast. Uh, being recorded for you on uh, very late our first ever late episode who whose lateness is exclusively our fault simply overwhelmed but this is episode 112 being recorded for you on Wow this fucking frigid Arctic Tuesday and I say that with all respect for you pussies out there in the Midwest It is 39 degrees outside, and it is fucking cold here in Vegas, being recorded for you on Tuesday, the 20th of December, early Tuesday morning, 2016, uh, 1.04 a.m., so 2016, 12.20. As I mentioned, this is our third take of this episode, which is perversely painful and perversely appropriate (laughs) and perversely poetic, as it is both of the above. Yes, Ivor. Crack engineer Ivor Molina from the booth uh, has insisted that I wish you a happy holidays because now we are officially in the full throttle of the holiday season. Um, This is our third year of doing the Best Linux Games podcast during the holiday season. We have very specific things planned for you uh, over the next two weeks. They're very cool, actually, we think. But in order to get to any of them, we have to have this special episode, which I think is an important episode because it does address some um, issues uh, that are not unique to Linux, but are unique but are um, unique to this title. And it's a very unique title. And we're only going to try to spend... This is our third attempt at getting this done in under an hour in any sort of rational fashion. Um, we are going to talk about Day X... Mankind Divided. And exactly why I feel it is one of... In the history of video games that I've played, and I've played most of them, and I go back almost to the beginning of the history of video games um, in terms of my time on this earth, um, I feel that this game is a unique tragedy in the history of video games and uh, I have to give you a full review and to give you a full review kind of a bunch of issues involved now one other thing about this special holiday day X review um um I have to admit that this day X review was partially responsible for the absence of a column last week. Is entirely responsible for the absence of a column. Best Linux Games, a column. www.bestlinuxgames.com to read previous exciting installments of our magnificent Best Linux Games, the game column. Yes, um but there is no new game column this week, and in fact, Day X Mankind Divided is also directly responsible I mean, you know we I am directly responsible for first time in three years um, failing uh, for non-technical reasons and for non- um, scheduling reasons I just have had such a hard time trying to put together anything that resembles a non-psychotic non three and a half hour long history of technology slash rant slash hallucination anyway it's all because of day x and day x we need to nip this in the bud finally go on the record tell you exactly what we think about it and try to explain ourselves as clearly as possible now what's that Ivor? Ivor Molina just held up two signs against the side of the booth the audience says hello as well Ivor Um, I can feel the holiday the holiday spiritual love connection between the audience and Ivor Molina right now I'm like the intermediary it's so magical it's the most wonderful fucking time of the year ...for a human sacrifice... ...in a flaming parking lot... ...of a recently desecrated church... ...synagogue... ...mosque... ...failing those specific... ...major religions... ...find holy ground of a deity or cult of your choice and ruin it for them... ...it is that time of year... (laughs) ...okay, don't, don't, don't do anything... ...no religious violence... No sectarian violence. No violence at all. What a fucking concept that would be. Anyway, Ivor, they love you too. But Ivor just held up two signs. Ivor said, we are going to be here until 6 a.m. Which, if we had not already basically experienced the horror of that becoming a very... Not just becoming a very reality, but becoming the reality, I would laugh and... And playfully chide Ivor for his pessimistic outlook, especially at this, the, oh my God, I just turned to, uh, Vincent Price, especially at this, the most wonderful time of the year. I'm disappointed in you, Ivor. Anyway. <laughs> no, I love Ivor and I love you, the listeners. And I appreciate you bearing with me, even though. Dax brings up so many issues all at once in this big horrible chunky fucking flak shell of um, not just a technical problems in terms of a technical review, but brings up meta problems about the industry and can't be talked about without bringing up these issues um, that surround the game in terms of its release and its release price. Um, and those are also related to the actual game itself. And then all of that is related to the way the game, um, has met the market, you know, has encountered the market and met and done battle with, um, in many cases, horrendously acrimonious fans who, not, not just fans of the game, but, you know, consumers, consumers of the game who, Have been disappointed for numerous different reasons. And, all right, Ivor, look, just hit him with the review masthead and we will begin the carnage, okay? Oh, oh, wait, hold that, hold that thought, Ivor. Ivor's also holding up the whiskey sign, but he's also reminding me to uh, inform you that um, no column this week. Next week's episode, and the week following it, actually, will all be released on Friday or Saturday, possibly Sunday at the latest, but um, this is a landmark. This is the first time we have ever missed the weekend by over 24 hours. We've only done that like three or four times. Like We've only released on a Monday three or four times ever. But this game has been the... uh, and it's an, oh yeah, you're right, Ivor. The other thing is I cannot not review this game. Um, and before we get to the review, let me clear this other layer, layer of meta review that is also essential to the title. Um, from the air, I cannot avoid having not just an opinion, but you know, my best attempt at a, an objective fair critical review of day x mankind divide which i i did i spent months um studiously trying to ignore the topic and uh the more the harder i tried um the more uh the more I inadvertently came to understand and then the more I had to ultimately answer to it, but ultimately the real reason why I cannot ignore this game it is one of the biggest whoa, well, let's use our words and enunciate it is one of the biggest titles to ever be released simultaneously for Linux with every other platform at least in terms of on Steam Every other major platform and Linux, they all got the same fucking treatment. They all saw release at the same time. Um, and it's one of the mo, it's one of the, you know, biggest budget games to ever, uh, enjoy that honor. In fact, I'm not going to comb through everything, but I think that Day Mankind Divide is. And I've said this on the uh, on the on uh, in other episodes that the one thing that I think I have not seen so far in my twelve thousand years of doing the Best Selling Games podcast is a major AAA title um, that's available for other platforms. It doesn't have to be you know like the latest Xbox One game, but if if it's a AAA title for the PC. Um, and hopefully for the Xbox One and for everything else, and hopefully for iOS or whatever, you know God help those poor motherfuckers as they wander the wasteland um, but that's a different story, and we're not here to talk about that, um, I don't, I think until this point until Day X Mankind Divided which is published by uh, uh, Ubisoft and Edo, or er, uh, Edo's Ubisoft, what the fuck whoa, holy shit, Ivor Ivor, help me um, yeah, okay it was uh, it was developed by uh. Oh God, our grill is on fire! It's one thirty in the morning. It is freezing cold outside. Um, X was, excuse me, as I experienced digestive. Oh my God, I'm having a heart attack! The game has killed me. Now, um, Dax mankind divided was uh, developed by Eidos Montreal. And of course Feral Interactive did the Linux port which was released simultaneously with everything else. And Square Enix uh, is the official real overall arching publisher um, with Feral Interactive being credited as being the publisher of Linux. Well, I have no technical qualms with this game and the way it runs on Linux. But, uh, shit, I just lost my point. I, I what, were we? What were we, which part of the meta horror were, Oh, yeah. DayX Mankind Divided is one of the best-looking games that has cost over, you know, $500 for anyone to make that was released for any system and whose street date, whose drop date for Linux was the same as it was on Windows was the same as it was for whatever i don't i don't care about what anything else that and yet so th- that's a super huge first i think it was only like seven or eight episodes ago that i happened to explicitly once again bring up the fact that i'm uh, that I, I i've spent the entire time doing this podcast several times i've been encouraged and disappointed um been encouraged you know in the Month before or even the days running up to the streak date of a massive title that promises to release with Linux support simultaneous, exactly, exactly on the same day. And that's important because as a landmark, because I I can't tell you how much, um, DayX Mankind divided costed, what costed. Wow. Okay. See, I'm, I'm, I'm at my wits end here. Like You are looking at the last survivor of a ruined wagon train as he succumbs to starvation, exposure, dysentery and the injuries succumbed uh, as he hopelessly attempted to work his way across an impossible <laughs> wasteland um, and was slowly desiccated by nature his own failures The greed. War. War never changed. Okay, so, now it's like, what is to side? This is a huge landmark. I cannot not review this game. And so, eventually, I started playing it, and then my concerns didn't just grow rapidly. They exploded like, you know, hidden corpse demons Um, of forgotten victims because you are a psychopath and have multiple personalities and evidently in your spare time you like to kill people who owe their souls to actual you know demons from hell and so you killing them makes you the arbiter and the controller of the portal that opens the demonic magic and all that's happening in your closet and so one day you know you, you wake up to go to work and you're making your coffee um and uh you know, you're flipping open your iPhone to check out the latest headlines, and bo- 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 bam! All of a sudden, yeah, sorry about the uh, noise out there because we are grilling at the same time as we're doing this. Um, because it, you know, it's 1.30 in the morning. We live in Vegas, and it is fucking as cold as it has been all winter right now. So, of course, you know, we're making steaks and hot dogs out there. Um, perfect, you know. Because this isn't complicated enough. Anyway, so bam, all of a sudden, all of that great, great, powerful, super huge, you know, like, ah, titans of demonic horror, magic, and carnage, and satanic, you know, preternatural evil, and, you know, just absolute darkness explode like a fucking black tornado of guts and oblivion from your closet where yeah evidently that's where you kind of stored their hearts and that's where evidently according to satanic law ask any ask anyone who knows you know um, the portals and the contracts are bound to their hearts and you know that happened to be kind of your fate so 500 victims exploding portal contract hearts and the vengeance of their demon Claimants explode, seeming to you randomly from your living room closet, and uh, the world's engulfed from that moment. And kind of, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, an apoco- Yeah, apocalyptic, but like not apocalyptic because this is like immediately post-apocalyptic. Um, lake of fire, agony, blood, hellfire, and just. You know, people are exploding and then they're reassembled and they're exploded again because they didn't suffer enough the first time. And that happens a billion times. That one guy, everything, and blah, blah, blah. and lots of time in space collapse. That's kind of what happened after I started, after I got six hours into, um, Day X Mankind Divided, uh, and realized that it was a very good game. Do not. Stop listening. If you've listened this far, you cannot leave this episode of the podcast thinking that I at all recommend Day X, Mankind Divided. And that, my friends, is the question. We're going to spend the next several dozen hours of our lives, you and me and Ivor, trying to get to the bottom of. Hit him, Ivor. In accordance with the laws and regulations regarding the internet within your local jurisdiction, Best Linux Games Podcast now presents you with a dose of clap. Just kidding, motherfuckers. It's review time. Oh yeah, those steaks are sizzling and they are on mic. Fitting for the hell that we're about to enter. Because I'm going to cut straight to the chase here. The capsule review for Day X Mankind Divide. If you leave this podcast knowing only a few things not a nuanced critical review, but here's our capsule review. It is a fucking atrocious and depressing tragedy to me and should be to any gamer anywhere, that DayX Mankind Divided is a game that I will never ever be able to recommend to anyone who values their own integrity, not as a gamer, but as a consumer, um, and is willing to sacrifice not just sacrifice, but is willing to concede an egregious and insulting pivot point caliber um, in terms of importance uh, victory to the forces of not just darkness but of greed, of evil and of uh, uh, the forces ultimately which can only work to make games less good not just for gamers, not just for uh, programmers, not just for designers but for the industry and for the state of the art at large, I will never ever be able to recommend that anyone ever buy Day X Mankind Divided unfortunately, and it kills me because Day X Mankind Divided after 22 hours has ultimately proven to be, in terms of my experience of it, and I've, I've played it for only 22 hours, I'm, I, don't, I have no idea where, how close I am to beating it but um I've experienced enough of the game generally and throughout all my critical history, if I play 20 hours of a game failing beating it but if i've played 20 hours of a game and i feel that over those 20 hours i have really gone um an accurate sense of what the game has to offer you know it's mechanics blah even without beating it i generally have to green light myself and i've always greenlighted myself in this regard uh for doing a full going on the record with a full critical review. And that's what this is of Day X Mankind Divide. No apologies. I'm mean, gonna just gonna tell you my experience of it right now. Um, also part of the capsule review. But this is the gameplay Day X Mankind Divide ultimately um for me uh accomplishes in a lot of different um very, very um uh, very, very complicated, very, very well thought out, very, very well implemented and masterfully executed, um, both design decisions in terms of like, uh, your player's abilities and everything. Um, you know, to, you know, the actual like, uh, what's it like to be in the game? You know, your player's capabilities and actions, his, um, upgradable skills, his, um, abilities, his weapons, his techniques uh, and the opportunity to use them in a free flowing, not just free flowing but the opportunity to use them in a uh, open environment that uh, really, really meets it absolutely meets at least 80% of my very high standard for, like, you know, the bare minimum of meeting the illusion of free will, in terms of, like, you know, navig- navigability of, um, you know, games environments, stuff the, the sense that you are not locked out of things, you know, blah, although it, it, it does have flaws along those lines, um, that are common to all games, more or less. Day X... Cumulatively, and that's the real important part of it, is that cumulatively, you won't remember the locked doors that you can't hack because of security level three. You're going to remember how you felt exactly like you were a, a partially detective, partially a super secret spy, partially a fucking ninja partially a cyborg assassin partially a uh, a a future warrior capable of um incredibly crafty sophisticated um planning and execution all of which you do on your own, unguided and uh, with a great degree of satis- uh, not a great degree of satisfaction, but a really satisfying sense of okay, yeah, you know, this is who I am now. I am in this world. This is my objective. It doesn't really get in your face. It's it, you, you, and this is a design thing that they do in a lot of ways. They cleverly conceal. Um, the fact that a lot of the design elements, uh, in terms of, you know, from just, uh, uh, basic level geometry that are designed to, you know, keep you out of certain places or, you know, get you into certain places or to seem attractive or whatever. The trick to doing free will in this, to, to maintaining the illusion of free will for the, for the player in this regard is ultimately to come, to hit them with the full panoply. Of methods and techniques that are available to you, um, with, while also trying to avoid unnecessary sophistry. And one of my favorite things about the way the levels are designed. And, and by the way, just like a, any review of any game that I've ever done on this show, I'm not going. It's a story-driven game. It's a single-player game. I'm not going to tell you a fucking thing about any anything in the game, story-wise, at all. Um. But, okay, so forget. The, so forgetting the fact that it presents you with this environment and it hits you with a story that at first, you know, you're irritated by um, because I played Day X, the original game when it first came out. I want to say like 1995. It was not a very good game. Uh, a lot of people, even from that era, who played that game at that time and were mature, sober, rational, um, adult-esque individuals capable of rendering a critical... Um, assessment were influenced by their, in my opinion, uh, there's a clique of people who were very influenced by their own delusional experience of the game uh, as it was versus what the game kind of represented um, as being, you know, it's a very very smart series, or it's at least a series that always purported to be on the very, very bleeding edge of technically smart games, games that that dealt with um, issues of technology combat, etc. that were either far-flung bleeding edge, experimental, and totally not being discussed. Blah. Day X, the first game, sucked. I never beat it, but I did spend like 70 hours in it. It was not a good game. It had many had at least five really catastrophic flaws um, anyone who tells you that it was a great game these days, I haven't gone back and played it again, but I do remember exactly why Um, on several levels. I can think of three things off the top of my head without ever hearing the, the word X as to why DayX was not a good game. It had a lot of potential. It failed to meet um, the bare requirements of other games that had already done the base requirements uh, better in terms of design, in terms of choke points, in terms of sophistication, in terms of maintaining the illusion of free will, um, in terms of combat, in terms of balance, in terms of pacing, in terms of story, in terms of uh, a lot. Day X was a deeply flawed game that uh, a lot of people very fondly remember for attempting to get um a new a a new kind of hybrid storytelling kind of action first person shooter out but it wasn't that new um it was just dealing with highly technical themes in a way that made them both approachable or attempted to make them both approachable understandable and utilizable day x was a landmark title um in that the first game was a landmark title in in that sense um, and that is one of the first games that uh really introduced the idea of partially cybernetic um Wow, I'm failing here. Uh, partially a skill tree that was driven by the fact that you could upgrade aspects of either, you know, the firmware that is in your brain or, uh, could augment yourself with technology on a biological level. Those things were not new and I think they had been done better in System Shock, but these were actual, not just, um, you know, RPG tick points, you know, in like a, a skills list. They did their best to imagine, the actual devices and and justify and um, contain all of this in a story, which is a bad story in my opinion. Day X, the original Day X, it was overwrought. It was game was not a very good game, and it wasn't even super ambitious. But for some reason, people were very fond of it. I was very fond of it uh, up until just had real balance issues and had uh in terms of like you know the the overall balance of difficulty and challenge and et cetera through time that look that felt like they could have been easily remediated by uh, a QA uh once over one more QA once over by someone who's just like oh wait you know what sixty hours in if you know, you end up in this cell, which you have to end up in. It's a static story point, cinema point, and uh, control point in terms of, like a develop in terms of, like the way a developer looks at the design of a game. Well, eh, it's not just really hard to get out of here if you don't have certain things already upgraded it's actually also impossible to get out of here and we're not talking about like um, a list of certain specific upgrades That that is like a broad spectrum of things we're talking about like okay so if you have not specialized in combat at all um, but are competent with like you know light arms which is as promised in the game um, you know play the game how you want it Blah blah blah. Well, about 48 hours in, 50 hours in, you end up in this cell. And uh, unless you can really deal damage, you're gonna you're, you're fucked. You can't really continue. Um, alternative, of course, all right, let's say you haven't specialized in weapons and haven't specialized in hacking that much either, but have specialized in stealth. Well, that stealth is completely useless against the far-flung, advanced technology that you face outside of the cell. You're never even going to be able to get to a terminal that you cannot hack. Um, you're not going to be able to kill anything to gather their weapons. There is no armory, and that was just the last most. Me- that was the last time I played Day X. Haven't even looked at a video. That is still my memory of when I really was like okay and I spent 10 hours trying to get out of there and then I spent 20 hours um, from a a branch save from long before trying to gather up the experience points or whatever resources necessary to to try to accommodate um, any possible path beyond and no it was just fucked it was fucked up you had to have very specific things very bad, very, very, very game-breaking, bad design that's not called game-breaking, uh, wasn't called game-breaking back then, but critics, who bothered to play the game that far, would have realized, this is a very deeply flawed game. Well, and beyond that, I thought that the interactions in the original Day X were perfunctory, there was a lot of cinema, it was very resource-intensive, um, it was a, a game that required the latest um, Bleeding Edge, uh, of everything in hardware to even uh, pretend to run and it was very buggy on top of that which is pro forma for games of that era. Um, pretty unforgivable if that were to happen now. Anyway, I tell you these things so that you understand my history with DayX etc. So about 20 years go by um, there's a game in between the original DayX and Day X Mankind Divided, which is the game we're reviewing. I did not play that game. I did not look at videos of that game. I did not read reviews of that game. I did not care about that game for numerous reasons. Um, you know, in the intervening years, uh a lot of what Day X had tried to, you know, I don't know, like innovate on, that's that's in deep quotes. Cause like a lot of what Day X a lot of DX's purported innovations were really things that had been done in other first-person shooter games, like System Shock, which I keep going back to, because System Shock was a fantastic game that was so far be ahead of its time and gets no credit for um the horrendous I mean decade ahead, 13 years ahead um, kind of gameplay from a first person perspective, first person shooter perspective with role playing game elements with a deep story um, and uh, the, the the type of controls and stealth capabilities uh, that made you feel like you were there but also enhanced you know, ah, level up kind of players um, a lot of that stuff, you know, was already done by System Shock some years before X. Anyway, I didn't care about Day X. I had no incentive to care about the the sequel to Day X. Totally missed it. Heard about it, like you know, I saw like a banner ad once. I was playing a lot of Minecraft, I think, at that time. Anyway, didn't matter. wasn't available for any system that I had that that could run it. Um, and I was not in any dirt, the you know, desperate need for um, a new game to play. So ultimately. I try to resist Day X Mankind Divided because I see it has such a controversial, you know, comes out and it's one very expensive. This is the first thing I'm going to tell you the things that I noticed when it came out in August of 2016. It came out August 20... 23rd of 2016 and opened to very very negative reviews which didn't help. I, so, in order of the page that I saw when Day X, when I noticed that Day X Mankind Divided had been released, which probably wasn't until a week after it came out, um, Day X Mankind Divided saw that at that point the reviews were negative and that, you know, mixed to negative, and that there were quite a few reviews. Next thing I noticed, which it was a clincher for me at that point to avoid it, was that Day X Mankind Divided was $59.99 I pay for every game that I review I pay for every game that I play unless explicitly noted and I do that you know I do full disclosure um in the podcast and in everything I ever do in print either for Steam Store or whatever um so I saw Day X of buy $60! Oh, looks like they fucked up. You know, $60 and mixed to negative reviews, a lot of reviews, 10 days out or whatever. Um, I wasn't actively taking the temperature. Just like any fucking, you know, detective in a Raymond Chandler novel or Dashiell Hammett if you you know, you don't have really good taste in terms of uh, classic detective. But, you know, detective can be looking at all the individual pieces of the mystery and be aware of the individual facts as they pop up over a period of time. But he ain't looking at them because he's not looking for a mystery because no one's hit him up with the mystery. And it's only once, you know, oh yeah, by the way you know, I want to pay you ten grand or whatever. Do you remember reading about you know, so this this was not a game that was intensively on my radar after, you know, that first week of. I just looked once. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. This looks like a very expensive game. that's going to piss me off, um, and it looks like it's making a lot of. I was surprised to see. Um, I think I checked it twice over the course of maybe twelve days, uh, and I was surprised. One of those times I looked, the reviews were negative, and the other time they were mixed. Currently. It's getting mixed reviews overall 7,164 reviews. Recently, mostly positive 626 reviews. Now, I thought, okay, fine, I'll avoid this game. Great. I don't need to play another Day X game. Other games since DayX have done the things that Day X, you know, wanted to do and did them better than Day X ever did. I don't need to play the sequel. I don't need to play. This third game to a franchise that I don't know anything about anymore and really don't care about, and definitely don't want to pay 60 bucks to experience hardcore disappointment. Even though I, I generally, it's not my policy to return games that disappoint me from a critical perspective unless they are absolutely nasty trash and unless they have made it painful to be able to play on Linux, like either via painfully long wait, or they have lied about their promises, or whatever. Even Mighty number no. 9 has escaped my return list, because I like to be on the record, and to not be, um, and to not ever be able to be accused of, maybe in the future, of withholding um, a positive or negative review, or potential return of a game. That I've reviewed or whatever. You know, if I go on the record, I own the game generally. Very few exceptions, but and but there are a couple. I can't remember what they are. But that's generally my policy. So 60 bucks is a lot of money to invest in a single game. When you do a podcast where you play about eight game five to eight games on average a week. Um, you know, blah blah. Sixty bucks is is a lot of money. So I, I skipped it. Then I came back to it about I guess a month ago, three weeks ago, and I realized that uh, I looked at some of the screenshots. It's like, wow, this game looks fucking incredible graphically. This is totally available for Linux. This is this looks like one of those games that it might not be. So then I checked the reviews again. I didn't actually scroll down the form. I didn't scroll down to the, the forum post reviews on the Steam Store page or anything. But I kind of started to realize, uh, hey, Sam Spade, you know, here's your fucking mystery. And now you're kind of going to have to go on the case. So I went on the case about three weeks ago, a month ago. I started playing it. I, I bought it. And that was when the trouble began, and that's when I understood suddenly why there was this weird current of both exaltation and acrimony. Real, real acrimony. And constant fluctuation in terms of, oh, is it, are the reviews mixed or negative? So, here we go with part two. I know, Ivor. Be an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes, two hours. We're doing this thing tonight. My podcast and my life will not be held hostage by a game that I am in, in uh, unable or unwilling or completely unequipped to tackle the complexity of. This will not be that game. So part two. Somewhere in the process of downloading and installing my brand new copy of Day X Mankind Divided. Um... For $59.99. By the way, for purposes of clarity, if anyone wants to like go and look and try to, you know, really tease through, um, for purposes of disambiguation and for purposes of the record, the base game of DayX Mankind Mankind Divided was released 2016 0823, $59.99. And its Steam Store app ID is 337-000. Okay, so while I'm downloading and installing. Dex, Mankind Divided, still dreading the fact that I'm going to play this game, which, you know, it's also another thing about, you know, the podcast is I, I'm i very conscious of when I know that I either don't like a type of game that it, you know, currently is a big hit and very popular with people Just by virtue of personal preference. Um, Also, more frequently, um, it's by virtue of the fact that I don't like that actual genre of game. Because I feel that it's cheap or diminutive to the uh, progression of uh, advancement uh, overall of video games as an art tower defense games I will never pay for another tower defense game ever and I'm not going to go into tower defense games but anyway I'm very conscious of when and not just conscious of but I'm not just conscious of the dread but I'm also I go on alert when I know that I am going to have to play a game that I'm probably going to have to review from a critical perspective that I know going in is the type of game I don't like or is part of a franchise I don't like um, or whatever. And so I'm super careful, just intellectually I try to be super careful, as super careful as I can to be very, very mindful of you know of of, of my reactions as I to my experience of playing the game generally, um, because my biggest, one of my biggest fears is, was, and always has been, and is a great fear to have as a critic, that one day I will have a negative experience with a game but that negative experience that I had actually wasn't a critical experience it was just, like, me really hating specifically this genre of game or having some sort of bias and not being aware of it um that's that's you know blah and so I tend to give games that I know I'm probably not gonna like a more fair review than any other title uh that I end up reviewing because there's always critical bias um. I tend to think that my biases are more based on actual critical reasoning uh, across the history of video games or across my history with a franchise rather than just real, oh, just an opinion, like an asshole sticking out there in the universe um, without any sort of rationale, argument, premises, or critical uh, basis for just disliking this type of game. Um, so I started playing it but oh yeah, so in between uh, installing the game you know, it was downloading or whatever I happened to notice that there was a DLC available for it and that was when blah, the next two hours I read about the DLC which was furiously negative so that answered some questions for me already the DLC for Mankind Divide there are numerous DLCs but here's what we're talking about and here's the biggest problem here's why I can't not only can I not recommend I actively support people not buying this game especially if you're not a fan of the DayX universe to begin with not, not just and this is not just a pure matter of rewarding a company for absolutely atrocious behavior this is also, like, this is not just... I mean... Every every dollar you spend on anything in your life is a vote. The artists that you support, it's a vote when you buy their work. Um, if you want to hear more music from people that you like, buy their work. Every dollar is a vote. And... Uh, on the scale of video games, on the scale of Steam available video games and on the scale of steam available video games from massive publishers and you know that are a huge you know front list franchise title every dollar that you spend on those games isn't just um a symbolic vote it is the only vote that counts and it's what it's the only rubric that they care about and so we're not just talking about punishing a company for bad behavior. We're talking about a moral moral responsibility. If you care about video games, and I mean that like at large, any platform, any system, any type of game, if you've ever been moved or had a real profound um experience, whether you would categor, you know, characterize it, um, as you know, a religious experience, artistic experience, or just an experience of a video game, or an experience that you just had. If it, if you've ever had a moment with a video game that moved you or really was a... Uh, <sighs> took your breath away and ultimately brought you to the best Linux game, to listen to me rant at you about the best games available for the GNU slash Linux operating system, which has a vaunted history going back since, you know, fuck I got into Linux when I was 1996, 1997 from 1996 to 1997-ish to basically two and a half years ago, three and a half years ago the history of Linux video gaming was nil. If you give a fuck about video games as a medium as an expressive medium as the most expressive medium, uh and the first legitimately new art, uh, and valid artistic art form, uh, to be created, not just in our generation, our century, our millennium, but since the base primary, uh, aspects of expression, artistic, historical, or otherwise, we're talking about language. We are then talking about, um, pictography so we're talking about cave painting, and we're talking about storytelling, and then we're talking about combining those two into, you know, okay, fine we have a visual story, then we have um, written language, then we have um you know, epics odes somewhere along the way we invent music a little bit we invent melody at least um That's pretty much it. From there, for like, you know, what? 1700 years until opera is invented in the Renaissance, which was the first, you know, real multimedia, um, the equivalent of a multimedia experience of its day. Because it combined, um, the aspects of theatrical plays, you know, acting and storytelling, and, uh, pantomime, and all of the history of, uh, of, um, story of watching players uh you know act out as if they were the people that they are depicting um stories uh combine that combine that with uh sets that were elaborate and and were lit kind of a little bit there's a little bit of lighting but the sets were elaborate and elaborately painted so you have the visual arts there. Um, there are also theater art, uh, technical advances in terms of opera of the Renaissance that were exclusive to the advancement of, you know, the 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 technical uh, capabilities, craftsmanship, and methods and and uh, design concepts of what could be done in a theater, which I think is not an art formative itself. That's a technical aspect of the theater. Uh, and then, most importantly, it combined singing with singing that wasn't just um, uh, uh, separate songs uh, maybe gathered around Organized according to a theme or um, a, a dance program, but actually whose lyrics actively advance the story. And that was also combined with the full power of a symphony orchestra or some form of large ensemble, depending on Bloss. So that was the first multi that up until Opera of the Renaissance, basically, you have all the basic uh art forms closest that we have ever come to topping um in terms of like, you know, or shattering uh it's it's a difficult thing to to discover a new artistic medium. It's like an elemental thing. Um it's probably, you know, it, it it's I think it's a valid argument because totally different way of telling stories and experiencing interior lives of uh, characters uh, and of seeing them and blah was you know the advent of the the motion picture the turn of the century and then eventually the Hollywood system style motion picture Um, blah but that even in of itself beyond the technical advancement of being able to capture images on film. Yeah, photography, there you go. That there you go. That's something in between. But really it's not a whole new fucking ball game. Video games are a whole new fucking ballgame. It's not just art that you experience on an internal who's, you know, um it's, like when you go to the symphony, when you go, when you go hear um, you know, Shostakovich Sixth Symphony performed. Um, If you've never heard Tchaikovsky's Six Symphony play before, um, you're unfamiliar with the work, you know nothing about Tchaikovsky, um, but you care about music and you're willing to listen, it's almost impossible not to be moved in an abstract way, but it's an internal way um, by that work just as almost a uh, on an elemental abstract way it has a universal um, it's universally effective at uh, at crushing the human spirit um, even if you don't know anything about it even if you don't know anything about music um, but are capable of listening with an open mind and an active active attention span is kind of a but you know blah if you know anything about music then you know Um, the crushing and unique experience of listening to someone's basically it's like music to me for forever and still to this day more or less is as close as you can get to experiencing someone else's life in terms of their actual emotions without having any of the overt luggage of needing to carry specific narratives symbols words images along with it you don't need those you get the actual emotion um and it doesn't have to be a programmatic work but i mean i'm a sucker for late romantic anyway um you know it doesn't have to be you know fucking Beethoven's Pastoral, or Shostakovich Symphony, or or uh, Berlioz Symphony Fantastique it does not have to be an overtly programmatic work. I think that when you listen to you know Mozart's piano concertos, it's like you're experiencing like the internal life of this guy. Um, it's a huge, profound, powerful thing to be able to do arcane, it's um. it's elemental it's a prime mover that is universal universally effective uh, across the human experience you have to be a sociopath or really deeply kind of scrambled in some way or another to really not be moved at all by music or you know blah, blah, blah. well I care about the medium of the video game as well I think the video game medium of the video game has been underappreciated as a titanic titanic advance. Not in terms of humans' individual understanding of anything, but it is a protean discovery, because it is an entirely new form of art. It combines all of the previous known forms of art, but instead of that experience of that performance, or that composition, or the recording of a performance of that composition... Which is an experience that you experience only internally and are not just guided. You are... there is There are no alternate paths. There is no... Which is cool. And that worked for thousands of years because it's very good. And we couldn't think of anything else. And then we have the video game. Which provides not just avenues, I think anyone who I've been yelling about this shit for 20 years, but anyone who, who talks about the potential of video games to tell stories or to experientially affect um, its audience in a, with, a, with the power of an art form that at once can tell a story that's made out of concrete symbols or completely abstract like dreamlike symbology where all the meanings are are only in in the player's imagination. Galaga would be an example. Um, Whole panoply of that. Anyone who talks about the elements of video gaming as offering the ability to the possibility, opening the avenue to having experiences where the individual is capable of playing an active part in directing. That's the way you describe Video games. If you do not understand that no one has ever really done this in a perfect way, people have come close, and that those glimpses of perfection, in terms of which I'm not going to go into my fucking all of this stuff, we'll read about it in Blue Wizard's about to die. Keep anxiously watching the Amazon pages for the first ebook release, which will be coming soon, any day now. I swear to God, I'm not kidding. Um, to find out, you know, want no details about my theory of aesthetics as it relates to video games and as it relates to video game design. All of those, you know, uh, the play opens opens. No, those are people who have never played a video game and who do not understand that this is totally interactive art, and that that opens not avenues for interactivity. This opens potential for art that. art that you experience as, it, as a conversation with basically the, the raw fundamental elements of the medium itself. Ultimately, that's what it can be. And if you're trying to tell a story, there's no better way to tell a story badly than in a bad video game. However, if you want to make a fucking fabulous game that has a story in it, you never know the last 30 years have actually been peppered with inadvertent brilliant brilliant beacons of colossal achievement at accomplishing something that they weren't even trying to do which was to make to give you control of a character that is not the narrative of a character that isn't you but of making you feel Not that you are the character, but that the character is you. And that your actions, your decisions, etc. have an influence or potentially have an influence over the story. Anyway, so, here's the problem with DayX and why you should not buy it. DayX Mankind Divided. I'm not going to walk you forensically through a TikTok of this, actually, now that I think about it. And that's kind of been the problem with getting beyond Day X. Mankind divided has been trying to provide in my review a TikTok, um, a fact checkable, and premise challengeable point by point kind of thing. No, fuck that. I've I spent two weeks. Fucking writing a column about it and it and it it it, 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 it. It's a nightmare. Here's the problem with the X Mankind Divide. Uh after I don't I don't have like a factual history of uh the development process and you know its correlation with uh the marketing arm of uh the X Mankind Divide. It's uh, you know, uh I wonder you know, let's find out. Uh, I just, I just want to know one number. I just want to know how much this game cost to develop and how long it was. In. I'm gonna say eighty million on the outside. Yeah. Probably more like forty to sixty. Let's check it out. I'm gonna pause it. I will pause it. me why. All right. Okay, so the closest thing I could find, I'm back by the way, uh, to like a uh, lot, it, it, it was reported um, two different sources said that the budget was something around, no one really knows like an exact figure, but around 70 million dollars, uh, 70 million Canadian dollars, which is 90, like 94 million, 95 million dollars, you know, you you know. uh, uh United States currency okay that's all I care about so here's the problem here's what happened here's here's the problem forget the game forget the fact that the game is good it doesn't matter because what they did with Day X Mankind Divided was they made a fantastic game and then they decided to take out and and my problem with this isn't even the sheer greed, disgustingness, and etc., but it's really the dishonesty of this. Which, I'm sure that there have been other publishers and other titles that have attempted things that have been much more dishonest, um, and have marketed their games in much more dishonest ways, but I cannot think of a title this big that has gone this low and has really not just come close to violating, like, uh, not a trust, but, um, the actual relationship between what I regard as um, a consumer buying any product so here's what happened, they make this game, I did not, during that pause, and I, I, I never looked this up I don't know how long it took for for uh, Eidos Montreal to make the game but this is basically from the forensic evidence that I've gathered experientially, and what little factual uh, corroboration I've required from the interwebs um, EDOS Montreal makes this fucking great game. Takes them a while. They have some budgetary issues. They have some technology hiccups and they have some delays. Um, ultimately, the game costs, you know, $93 million, $95 million. Pretty par for the course these days for a AAA title. No one likes the fact that, you know, it takes a lot of money. Um, And it takes too much money, even. And you get too little for the too much money and the too much time. Uh, And in fact, all of that is carefully crafted right into the entire franchise marketing plan from the beginning and blah blah blah. Steam is helping to break that up. Do not make me go into that rant. Although it's an essential rant. And it's important. And it's deeply, deeply part of why should not buy us. But anyway, what happened is Edos Montreal made a fantastic AAA title. And critically speaking, from my perspective, it comes closest to not only um hitting all of uh my base free will categories at satisfiable percent at percents that are, you know, sa- uh, satisfactory to me, which is a when I say base requirements. Like three games ever in the history of gaming have ever come close. Um, it hits them all and hits them all basically better than any other game has managed to do across the broad spectrum of, of, of the game itself. Beyond that, the actual, um, though you can try to not care about the story of this game. You can also try to not care about the character in this game. You can also try not to care. About the game itself. And that's why I mean, I was very devoted to this. Like, great. Because the game hits you off. If you haven't, it's like, if you have right when you, you know, press start or whatever, if you haven't played the previous Day X game, we'd like to extend you the option of watching, I can't remember if it was 12 or 18 minute long, full motion, not full motion, but just cinema sequence edited together like a short film to orient you to what's going on in the DayX universe. can remember if it was 12, 15, or 18 minutes. It felt like 45. And was so overwrought with, you know, all this shit. Really instant. Like, I, I stopped caring about any fucking thing that that video had. And you couldn't get out of it. You couldn't turn it off. You couldn't escape because it was... Yeah, it was kind of funny. But I had to let it run for the interminable, and it felt like fucking the longest movie I have, the longest short the the most human time of, equi- it was like I've seen fucking I'm trying to think of a I, I don't know, I've seen, I've seen Bergman films that have f- fucking been mouse farts in comparison to the interminable um, blah, and you you know, anyway, I went into this not caring, don't worry you're going, the way this game tells the story, and the way the voice acting is done, the way the script is written, the way um, incidental information sources, like emails, logbooks or whatever, but emails, generally emails, overheard conversations, hacked computers that are completely optional or the way that these information sources most of which you have to read if you know they're if it's a print thing and you're a spy and it's printed on the computer you're gonna have to read it Um the way that many of these things add uh, not just texture but like just not just depth not just texture not just subplots but um, really bring to life a fascinating world in which your character is kind of... Your, your character is entirely uncertain of anything and after about the sixth hour of the game, not only do you desperately, desperately... Are you desperately, desperately interested in... You're not so much interested in the world as you are in your character figuring out what's going on, who is trying to fuck who, and the 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 um, technical elements of the plot of the game are right up my alley. They push a lot of my buttons, but even if you could tell any story, it doesn't have to be the the story, but the story the Day X tells you in this game, the world in which the game is set, the issues of the day which are crucial. Um, not just, you know, crucial, uh, in terms of like, um, oh, this is, you know, economic collapse on a global scale. No, we're talking like crucial for like deciding the fate of the species, what type of species we are, who controls who, who controls what, what do we, what do we know about human experience, what makes us human. And, uh, all of that ultimately, though, you don't care about that. Ultimately, you come to really care about not your character but you as your character and you want to know what the fuck the immortal words of the great Indiana Jones I think that we're in the middle of something sinister here my guess is dad found out too much you know it's, and it's an intoxicating and possibly the best most immersive um, example of it, of not just storytelling, but of 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 uh, experiential gameplay that inadvertently tells you a story in a way that only you are gonna figure it out, or at least it will not just you know on the surface feel like um, it's your experience. It's, it's not a simple sophistry. It's not a binary choice that you're made aware of, or just a a calculated choice that you're made aware of in a dialogue tree that determines everything. No. There is something... there. You get sucked in, you start to care, and also the gameplay in between these story moments is just really fun. And totally lets you... Not just... Doesn't let... You don't feel like you're being let... Allowed to do something your way. If you feel that way, that's breaking one of like essential tenets in terms of maintaining the illusion of free will. Like I should not be, f- I should, I should feel like I'm going to go do this thing. And so I'm going to like try to figure out how to do it. You know, give it the, yeah, you know, blah. So don't tell me how to fucking do it. Don't make me do it one way. You know, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to talk about free will. So they make this game they finish it, it's like at $100 million and the publisher decides that they're not they're not really comfortable with the margins in terms of like uh, the risk you know, the outlay that they've already put in to the game, which is finished versus, you know, like the immediate uh, market return from you know, drop date, you know, plus you know, time horizon of like a fiscal quarter and a half they can't see really. Uh, they're they're just they're just not comfortable with uh, selling their product the way that you know they're supposed to. So you know they started with a a, a retail price of fifty nine dollars ninety nine cents. That's you know retail through Steam. That's you know that's 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 the price, and that's for DX Mankind Divided. Here's the problem. DX Mankind Divided, which is the f- the game, and at full price, and purchased by you or anyone, which you're not going to do, isn't the game. Like I mentioned earlier, that they released a downloadable content pack on the same day as uh, the release of you know the base game. It's not called Day X Mankind Divided, the base game, by the way. It's called Day X Mankind Divided. That's $60. It's full price for the game. It's a single-player game. The DLC that they also released that same day, you know, drop day, for their game, it's called Day... And I'm gonna read it to you with a punctuation, because it's important. Day X Mankind... Day X, colon, Mankind Divided, DLC, hyphen, season pass... Which was made available on the same day, you know, 2016 08 23, drop date for the for Day X Mankind Divided. It's called DLC Season Pass and retails for $29.99 for just purposes of people who want to just go and look. Its Steam Store app ID is 470070. There are other downloadable content packs. One other, which um, I also bought, um, that would be DayX Mankind Divided hyphen System Rift, which was re- released the following month of the the game's uh, drop date. It was twenty sixteen oh nine twenty two, and that Steam Store app ID is forty one three three six zero. That DLC was eleven dollars ninety nine cents. Here's the problem, though. When you buy Day X: Mankind Divided, which is the full game, a full single—that's the full price for the single-player experience—supposed to be the game. Well, before they released it, they decided they would simultaneously release what they—and—and and my problem isn't just with the nomenclature. I do have profound problems with the nomenclature. And branding and misrepresentation of using the term DLC hyphen season pass, of using the word season pass in this, in this uh in this context, is not only misleading, it is deliberately lying. Problem is that when you buy the game at full price, it's not the really the full game. You have to buy the rest of the game. That you already just thought you bought. You have to buy the rest of the main campaign, smaller elements, side things, blah blah blah. Nonetheless, they have they were intentionally excised from Day X, Mankind Divided, portioned out into what may, into a downloadable content pack that launched the same day charging $30, so half of the price of the game that you just bought. Now, here's my big problem. Actually, you know what? It is a problem. It is a problem with that season pass. Um, Not misnomer, but deliberate lie. The idea, you know, it's, it's, it's different depending on the game and depending on the franchise and depending on where in the last 10 years we're talking about here but not just traditionally, but in general and in terms of video game marketing and anyone who knows anything about video games, you know, as a player, as a critic, as a member of the industry, basically understands. It's not just basically understands. They know that the whole concept of a season pass, which is inherently in of itself... Outside of the day X universe, this whole concept in of itself is scuzzy and shitty and is a model that um is detestable and needs to stop and don't worry, steam is helping to democratize um the uh democratize the ac- the available access to um the market I'm trying to make that ever more available and easier to develop for the technologies made it easier and easier and easier to the point where it's getting kind of close to where a team of like two or five people can make what essentially looks and feels and plays like um and can be even more innovative on top of that uh whatever triple a title um your major developer uh, subservient to whatever fucking major con- huge co-fucking publisher which is also subservient to its greater uh, multinational conglomerate, media conglomerate, communications conglomerate, um, etc. So here's a problem. Oh boy, I'm angry. Term season pass means... When you buy this game at full price on release day from GameStop, and you take it out of the shrink wrap—this is my favorite example—is Max Payne Three. But whatever, take it out of the shrink wrap. You just paid sixty dollars for this game at a store for a physical copy of the game. Even put it into your Xbox One. I don't have an Xbox One. Any, go back and listen to older episodes of the podcast to know about why I don't need an Xbox One and why I have. Uh, but you put, I put it into my Xbox One, and. Loads up, you know, the uh, Rockstar, whatever, fucking Splash. The, you know, developer, publisher, logo, in that order. Hits me not even really with a title screen or with a menu. Hits me immediately with a notification Um, that I should buy the season pass for... I can't remember if it was $50, if it was $49.99, or if it was $39.99. All I know is that I just spent literally, GameStop's right around the corner from my house, and we're- this is not an argument against Max Payne, and I'm not trying to open or close the debate on the concept of uh, video game- games offering or restricting certain content via, you know, blah, trying to fund their games via immediately raping uh, and deliberately withholding, um- aspects of the multiplayer components of their games hostage to Season Pass DLCs, which basically makes any AAA title that you want to buy $100 um, to get the full multiplayer experience. But that's the thing. Season Pass has meant... See, here's what not has meant. Season Pass means we are going to charge you either piecemeal or make entirely inaccessible. Um, Certain multiplayer maps, modes, weapons, buffs and perks, characters, items, in-game, blah, blah, blah. Um, You're not going to be able to play those game modes. You know, like, maybe there's a special mode, but generally it's maps and downloadable stupid cosmetic shit and maybe some weapon buffs. Okay, yeah, you start off with... In multiplayer, you you don't have to unlock the super rocket launcher or whatever. No, you can just jump to that if you have the season pass. Um, it also depending on the actual end user license agreement, blah 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 because every season pass is kind of different, but g- generally season pass means that you will not have to pay you know, for like the next year for any downloadable content that they may or may develop and or release for the game, it's just, it just falls right in line with, you know your base game that you have that you already paid for um, and if you pay us another 50 bucks or 40 bucks, you won't have to worry about, do I have this map have I, have I paid the $7 for that map yet the new map or the, the you know, blah, blah, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you won't have to be tortured by those, um, terrible pangs of anxiety, guilt and rage and frustration as you watch your friends enjoy the fruits of maps that are far superior to those that ship with, you know, blah. Those are in cases of games that have a single player story campaign and then, in addition, have a multiplayer aspect. Generally speaking, I, you know, I'm, that's a f- pretty fucking rock solid rule. And ultimately, season pass means it is ne- to my knowledge and to my experience, season pass has never meant the rest of the single player campaign that you thought you just bought but that we have decided to dishonestly not include meaning that we have told you that you are buying the finished game, the full game, that's why we're charging you full price and that's also why the title of the game is Day X Mankind Divided It's not called DayX Mankind Divided Light. It is not called DayX Mankind Divided Demo. It is not called DayX Mankind Divided um, Initial uh, Content Pack. It is called DayX Mankind Divided. Meaning this is the whole game. There is no multiplayer component to this game. So you buy the whole game and basically immediately... Suddenly realize, and you experience. Okay, so I want to avoid being tortured with the rate. Once I understood that this was blah, and and I happen to understand uh, Day X, Mankind Divided DLC hyphen season pass. I happen to understand before I booted up the game. What the fuck was going on here? And so I then made a decision to buy I had not booted up the game at all, but before I ever booted up the game, I was going to buy the season pass, and I was going to buy this other DLC, which is actually more content (coughs) that is extraneous to the single player story campaign. Um, But we're not going to talk about that. And I did that. I paid, by the way, my, my total for all three titles. Um, I'm looking at the, the the article I wrote, which breaks all this down in fucking painful detail. My grand total before I ever opened Day X Mankind Divided slash with Day X Mankind Divided hyphen, DLC hyphen season pass plus Day X, Mankind Divided DLC, um, uh, Rift thing, uh, what was it called? Uh, System Rift. My grand total for all three of those was, oh god, I'm so glad I did not end up posting this, uh, this print piece because it gets it's it becomes a disaster. It's it's very difficult to, as you can see, we're at an hour. How you doing over there, Ivor? How you doing, listeners? Bear with me. My grand total for what I... And I paid attention to this because this is what I had to pay for my review copy, quote-unquote, for the copy of the game that I have just described to you. It's $101.97 and was comprised of those three components, two of which I think are fundamental and essential to playing the game that you thought you bought with the first one. This is not just this. This is not just, you know, scuzzy and manipulative. This is directly and and insulting and grotesque in its greed and, you know, blah, but it is directly lying to me. It is misrepresenting yourself. It is actually selling, fraudulently selling me a product that is not the product that you said you were selling me at the price you sold it at. It This is like scuzzy reverse engineered extortion and unnecessary extortion. But I've never seen a game where you pay the full, for a single player game. Here here's our single player game. It's called The Single Player Game. Okay, there you go. You get All the single-player game. 60 bucks. Cool. Never seen, in my years of gaming, that same day, simultaneous to that, to the single-player game's release, another product also being released called Single Player Game the DLC Season Pass. So, let's get specific here. This is going to be our only moment of real specifics about the nastiness and intentional obfuscation and blind greed that, that ultimately drove um, Square Enix to instead of just it's not like they were imperiled with bankruptcy or as if there was no possible horizon at which they could ever make their money back like I'm thinking like a six month because uh, I've done cost benefit analysis and comparisons to game development and it's a long story done this for over a decade and I've watched how the model has changed intentionally and for the worse not just for the worse but by like a real insidious kind of destruction of the medium of the video game worse and monopolizing and um, intentionally uh, uh, offering inferior product because you are able to, by virtue of that monopoly, and then controlling costs, release cycles, and amortizing costs and release cycles by multi marketing the same thing that you already sold and selling it essentially, essentially the same thing under a different name. Less than 18 months later, once again, for full price to the same mindless throng of people who generationally you, you as, um, uh, part of a media multinational communications conglomerate, um, have spent the last seven to eight years, not just enjoying the, uh, fruits of a happy coincidence of uh, good marketing and market demand but have spent the eight years uh, you know tripling, doubling, tripling that that uh, profit margin eliminating all risk by not colluding with others but making a concerted effort Um, with a marketing plan that extends beyond the time horizon of almost a decade to foster and control the tastes of multiple generations of gamers such that your inferior product still seems as groundbreaking and fantastic, even though it is actually less and less good um, from a, 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 a game design and and gameplay, and and you know, offers nothing to anyone who's ever been there before. But if you've never experienced anything better than that before, well, that's what they they spent since two thousand three. That's what they that's what they've been doing. But anyway, I'm trying not to get into that giant speech. Maybe I'll upload. Yeah, i have alright. And maybe I'll upload the two and a half hour long um, second version of this review where I go through the details of that. At, you know, I mean it's two and a half hours. You know, fucking 50 minutes of which is day X, but it certainly puts this all in perspective in terms of a market perspective. No, co- no company that I've ever bought a game from has ever been so dishonest as to sell me what is essentially crippleware, while not telling me that it is crippleware, and then in, then demanding simultaneously to me realizing that, which they know will take about, you know, forty five, so, uh, literally somewhere in the region of forty five seconds of post install. Somewhere between 45 seconds to maybe an hour and 45 minutes on the lower end of the, you know, <laughs> not as sharp as a bag of fucking moose turds. Um, oh, wait, an hour 45. Something's missing. Oh, yeah, we forgot. There are elements of day of the game that we just sold you sensibly, the full game that we just sold you and charge you full price for, that really aren't the full game there's more of the full game it's not the rest of the full game that we promised you, it's the more of the full game, so here's trust me you look at the uh, Steam Store page for DayX Mankind Divide hyphen Season Pass uh, let me help you out there. Uh, that would be uh, http colon slash slash store dot steam power dot com app, uh, d- dot com for uh, dot com slash app slash uh forty seven oh oh seven oh. Notice how they all share the exact same name. Very difficult to distinguish what is available in one product and what is not available in another product intentionally so yeah we're going to charge you again half as much as you just paid us for more opportunities in the single player campaign and we're going to call it a season pass even though we have no plans to release anything else and this season pass at least in my experience as a consumer did not include even after I bought the season pass did not include any of the other DLCs that are available So here's exactly, I'm going to read it from the Steam Store the Steam Store copy, the Steam Store pages copy. Okay, so this is what this is what publisher Square and Enix have to say about Day X Mankind Divided DLC hyphen season pass by the way user reviews very negative 161 reviews <coughs> about this content the day X mankind Divided season pass which is composed of narrative downloadable D- DLC's just as DLC's downloadable content s's so, composed of narrative downloadable contents and in-game items is loaded with content that will help to further flesh out the lore of the DayX universe. Here is what it contains. By the way, if you don't get a really nasty sinking feeling that someone is trying to, you know, conceal or withhold something from you by that initial product description paragraph as they try to sell you a game, then you obviously need to go to www. I will destroy the world so I can rule the moon alone.com click on the Bitcoin link and send me as much Bitcoin as you can possibly send to that address as often as you possibly can. And I guarantee you that Once you meet the, um, once you meet, you know, the, uh, secret. No, it's not a secret. I mean, we don't, we have no secrets. Once you meet certain criteria in our donation process, we will elevate you to our premier tier of, uh, people who have sent us Bitcoin's. And until you're there, we, you know, obviously we kill him. <laughs> you know, it's there's a re being a member of the premier tier has its privileges. So send us as much Bitcoin as often as you can. Www. I will destroy the world so I can rule the com. Click on the Bitcoin link. Click on the give us bitcoin link. It goes to me via, you know, the uh charitable efforts of uh, our partner corporations and uh, charities I will destroy the world so I can rule the moon alone.com is not a front or a financial enterprise you know masquerading as some sort of you know blah it's actually a um, it's 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 more or less a political action committee kind of although it doesn't endorse any specific candidate it is Trying to spread the word. It's, it's a public awareness and education charity, actually. It's 501c3. Um, so all your donations to that are, cause I mean, we're trying to educate people about that. Pl- they're trying to educate people about their plan, which they clearly go through and outline. And I think, um, they've done a bang up, they do a bang up job of organizing and, uh, helping to spread the word about, uh, their message. So, I'm going to read this again so we're all clear because I'm, I'm not joking now. And by the way, feel free to send me Bitcoin via the exact steps I just told you um, until you, until your credit, until no one will any longer extend you any form of credit. Like, as in, like, good fellas, like, after you've burned down your house to collect the insurance money and then convert that into Bitcoin... And you can no longer get another line of credit in terms of card, loan, loan sharking, pawn, you know, organ, se- selling of your own organs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you convert all that money into Bitcoin, I promise you, you will be premier tier. I can't really talk about that it's the end of those jokes, but seriously, go send me all your, go send, go get go convert all your money into Bitcoin and send it all those Bitcoins to the address and follow those instructions and uh, you will have my prayers on a personal basis for a long and happy life so you might be able to live to see the fulfillment of the moon plan So, I'm going to read this again, no joking, blah. The Day X Mankind Divided Hyphen Season Pass, comma, which is composed of capital N, narrative DLC no hyphen S, lowercase S. Which is composed of narrative download download contents. That's like multiple units of something that is not a unit of a description of narrative which is not a description of what that unit, anyway could we possibly obfuscate this and make it more vague to avoid the uh, obvious potential for hundreds of lawsuits and then eventually a class action lawsuit against us? I don't think so, I think our marketing and legal department did a bang up job of collaborating on especially um that the the clause that's contained after that comma which is composed of narrative DLCs and in-game items, comma is loaded with content that will help to further flesh out the lore of the DayX universe, period here is what it contains so here we go, here are the details colon, bullet point list HTML style two new story DLCs hyphen System Rift and A Criminal Past it, those were not included in my um I had to pay separately for System Rift and I didn't buy System Rift and then get the season pass my mom I'm it's a possibility Did that that happened I'm almost a thousand percent positive which is generally when you're wrong but I'm pretty sure I paid scrupulous attention to this I could be wrong, but anyway, includes two new story DLCs. System Rift and A Criminal Past. The, quote, assault, end quote, and, quote, tactical, end quote, PAX, which in, PAX is not in quotes, PAX is not a concept, even after 20 hours of playing the game, that I'm entirely, I don't think that's even a concept in the game as a unit of anything but packs, comma, check this out so here's the clarification of that, which include various weapons and items oh good, I'm glad we got that cleared up Um, so by packs you mean a random number of a random assortment of guns of types or whatever Random, possibly generated and random in number, and I get two packs. I get an assault and attack, along with a random number of items of various quantity and essentially random, universally random in disposition (laughs) or utility. That sounds really like you're, you're, you're That sounds, that sounds really dishonest, actually. Um, But that's okay. There's more in the list. Four Praxis kits. This is where you should really... Your testicles should curl. Because when I said that, like, essential... Not essential. I've never said essential. I don't know what is essential to being able to play what has been released as the full game of Day X Mankind Divided because it's impossible to know what is there and what is missing, what is filled in by the glorious achievement of the season. Uh, We're not done with this list, but I need to highlight this. This is important. I do know that from the very beginning of the game, even with the season content pack, You are ignored and disgusted by the overt, unnecessarily um repugnant after you've just spent $99 on a game, 30 of which you did not expect that you were gonna have to spend from the very first second you start playing the game, before you even get anywhere like into a tutorial of any sort of meaning or have done anything. Basically, the game explains to you that Praxis Kits, P-R-A-X-I-S, Praxis kits, and it doesn't do this, it doesn't explain what they are, but it explains how the game has microtransactions available for your purchase in-game. Starting as of now, you started a new game. Whoa. Whoa, okay. Um, I I I'm not even sure that. I haven't even seen an intro cinema yet. Thank you for showing me your fucking shitty microtransaction store, which is bam, right there. If, if I had seen anywhere in, um, DayX Mankind Divided store page description of the game or in the description of the downloadable content thing, the fact that the base game, even with the season pass, has a very, very, very um, prominent prominent to the point where it is constantly in your field of view, in your conscious awareness to the point where it's unignorable in the game, even if you try to pretend that it's not there. If I had known that the, that this game had microtransactions inside of a base game for a single player game, that I just spent sixty dollars on, I would never have bought the game in the first place. Because that right there, and we'll get we'll get to we'll get to that because I was about to say that that right there, automatically places this game in a different class of game than AAA title. But we'll get to that downgrade in a moment because there's a there's something else that happens that's way more important before we downgrade it. And yeah, Ivor, fuck it, two hours, 45 minutes, however long we have to go, we're doing this. So let's go back to um, the, oh yeah, Praxis Kits, by the way. Like, within the first hour of the game, more or less, two hours of the game, you discover that you, as a, you know, uh, cybernetically enhanced, demibionic fucking badass uh, human uh, machine um, hybrid an augmented human being a superhuman you learn after about the first two hours that you have a whole bunch of augments and shit in you and that they can be upgraded and it's really cool cause you can see, uh, you can see, if you take the time to look at these screens, which is like um, a, a screen of the individual hardware components, uh, based on the physical geography, um, the uh, biological um, systems that they are designed to augment. So you have, you have like a head section, and like an eyes section, and like a processing section, which links to other sections too, and blah blah blah. And inside of each one of these sections is the actual device, you know, blah. Like think of it like a um, like a motherboard, or like um, you know, like a, a motherboard. Uh, like during, I guess, like fuck, four eighty six kind of era, you have like oh, all these card slots, and so you have these you have these cards. Some cards are multifunking blah, blah blah. And there's actually like a really cool scientific ration now behind um, the benefits and functionality of this augment, blah, all of them are in you and more or less working. It's a big, more or less. But all of them can be upgraded to unlock and upgrade them. They require Praxis Kits. One Praxis Kit, two Praxis Kits sometimes. Um, Twenty hours in, I haven't spent more than I, I can't remember if I did. And I'm spending four practice kits. You start off with like three practice. I think I start off with four practice kits, and so that makes sense. So I got my four practice kits from the season pass, quote unquote. If you didn't have the season pass, you start off with zero practice kits. You the only way to get more practice kits is to level up by uh you level up by reaching a certain number of experience points which i'm not i'm not real clear on this detail even 22 hours in i can't factually say if i remember this accurately or not but i want to say that you level up every 5000 experience points you get regardless of your level so like that that doesn't have a curve to it at least not one that i've experienced yet i don't know my character's actual level but the important thing about leveling up is that every time you level up, you get one more Praxis kit you can also buy Praxis kits using real money other than that, I do not think I can't recall being able to scavenge for them uh, outside of special plot based chests um, they are very scarce. They are very scarce. They're so scarce that it takes you 20 hours before you realize how much of the game you are not getting to play by virtue of having all of these core functionalities require more Praxis Kits to unlock, enable and then upgrade. And then, and the upgrades are levelable. So, you know, blah. What this ultimately results in from a game play perspective. Forget the fact that this is not the way to market a video game. This is not the way to treat people who are your customers. To say nothing of your fans. This and this is not a moral way to do business. I don't care what the fuck your reasons are. This is not... And this is not this is not the way forward in video gaming. but ultimately what's what really sucks is that the way this plays out in gameplay in real gameplay terms, 21 an hour. Let's get the actual number of that. I am. 21.1 hours into the game and it took me about 19 and a half hours before it suddenly dawned on me that the way that they had designed this game with this tacked on um, and just really repugnant um, desiccation of what had been a complete title and was ready to ship. They, 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 they. No one has really said this. I've only skimmed, and I did them specifically for tonight when I looked for the the um, reported budget of DayX Mankind Divided. I skimmed two reviews from sources that I've never looked at before, so I, they're more blogish, which is good, which means I, you know, I just skimmed them a little bit. I spent five minutes in that break. No one that I've seen has made this distinction and made this p- critical point and none of anyone which is shameful in the mainstream critical uh video game media we're talking about the quote unquote the reputable sources from anyway. I'm not going to name names here, but just go to name any, any publication. Everyone loves DayX! And all of their copy was filed on the 19th. Game came out on the 23rd. So figure they got, you know, actually maybe five days of embargoed play time. And there they are, giving it 9 out of 5, or 9.5 out of 10. Anyway, I don't. I. 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 I do not spend any of my time on this show directly arguing against mainstream media in terms of video game, uh, especially critical video game. The major publications focusing on critical video game, um, quote unquote journalism, quote unquote. Uh, you, you know, um, reviews, previews, and quote unquote news, uh, rapidly disabused of. I got to see the dying end of that being an actual honorable, real thing. You know, starting in 2003, it was just the other end of the marketing department uh, in a quid pro quo for access and information at all. Um... You know, and that was the highest levels. And eventually, a lot of those major publications from 2003 era got folded into the same publishing companies and uh, communications conglomerate, multinationals that own the publishers who, um, you know, own and or are partnered with directly the developers on every, you know, size and scale. But I'm going to tell you something that no one has mentioned. I haven't plumbed the depths because I don't really. I try not to really read other people's reviews until I've, until slash if I ever. I try not to ever do it. Um, un, at least until I've filed my final word on it and it's out there and it's been released. Um, that's just me. And I'm crazy. Yeah, it's a one man show. Well, two man. You're right, Ivor. Two man. Ivor, you are an invaluable asset to this show. You're once again. You're fucking fired. Forgot to fire you last two weeks. Bye, Ivor. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I know. We're, we're hitting two hours now. Suck a dick, Ivor. Hmm. Why don't you go out to the corner and remind any passerby every five minutes that it's been five minutes, two hours plus. Five minutes, two hours plus fifty. Yeah, go do that. That, That'll be good. One thing that no publication and no blogger however independent or however critically, ostensibly critically minded and like I said, I have not plumbed the depths of the interwebs searching for this opinion because it's my opinion but I did look at two pretty independent felt pretty solid that these guys are, you know, trying to tell me um, in an intelligent way, uh, an honest and informed, and articulate and well-articulated critical assessment of the game from a critical perspective. They did not look like idiots, and they did not write like morons. And no one mentioned the fact—the real tragedy of DayX, mankind divided—is that by virtue of removing and making so scarce these fundamental units of up, of upgrade that unlock and reveal n- vast new capabilities when le- taken to certain levels of the unlock. You know, like, for instance, like, you know, I, I, I really don't want to go into the details of this because it's just so depressing, but here's the problem. Like, for instance, I'm just giving you a hypothetical. I'm making this up. Um legs okay so it'll be like four different things you can upgrade in terms of legs one of them is like jumping motors okay it's way more elegantly expressed than that it has all this cool technical you know uh, stuff that makes it seem really real Then you open jumping motors okay well if we improve this to level one we get we can expect this kind we'll, we'll be able to jump marginally higher and it will cost marginally less can't really. I, I'm not. I can't remember if you can see the vast improvements of what level three of that might be, but chances are level three might do something very special that is not immediately obvious of anything. And some some of these uh, of these abilities, these mods that are in your head and stuff, and their subsequent upgradable levels are deliciously effective even at the lowest level deliciously add uh, huge amounts of um, possibilities and uh, not just possibilities in like an academic sense but like oh whole new way to get through the last you know 20 minutes of gameplay I'm going to reload a save from an hour ago and finally spend those practice points that I just did, and evidently, you know, being being able to be completely invisible for, you know, three seconds longer, and having a faster recharge rate, gives me, like, a margin of, uh, of, um, stealth ability that completely changes my approach to this giant chunk of geography. That's a whole different game. And it's exciting and awesome, or at least it would be, if the fact that by virtue of trying to limit, obviously, it's, it's obvious that it's not just overt and intentional, but they try to sell you Praxis kits before you even know what a Praxis kit is or does. You know what its real world price is in normal real world human currency and that you can buy them at any point. <laughs> From the in-game menu. Before you even know what they are. So what this means is that there's a real... Not just dearth. They are so intentionally scarce that 19 and a half hours in I started to get really angry at the game. Because I started to realize that there's no... Even 19 and a half hours into the game and at a retail cost of me of a 100 and one dollars and some odd cents 96 cents or whatever that is still not enough to make them happy enough to not ruin a game by restricting an element that all they have to do it's not like a big design decision it's going to require hundreds of hours of more coding, they can just hard code more practice kits in scavengeable locations throughout the geography They and they would have and, I, and I'm sure that they did before they decide to rip out all those practice Kits. Put them... Put four of them... Oh, so generously. Four practice Kits is nothing. I mean, when I say nothing, I mean it's absolutely nothing. So after 19 and a half hours, I'm not going to open up the game to give you the exact number, but I'm going to estimate that after 19 and a half hours, I have probably all my experience, all my levels... I probably have owned in total and I can't tell you how many of them I have unused I'm going to say it's somewhere between 2 and 4 Um, I've probably only owned in this entire 21.1 hours of the game well under 20 Praxis Kits I'm going to say under 17 Praxis Kits and I bought four of them. So what this means for the actual game and the way it affects gameplay is one you are if you've any concept of what's going on from the minute after the tutorial you don't want to ever use any of the practice kits you have. Once once you use them by the way, I can't I, I'm pretty sure you cannot pull them out and put them into something else. You can activate or deactivate I'm pretty sure this is true. You can activate or deactivate um the power consumption of that module or its subcomponents, but you can't ever get the practice kit back after you spent it. By the sixth hour of the game, because I tend to play conservatively, you know, any role-playing game at all, um, I try not to spend my points for the first, you know not just a couple of levels, but, you know, like, ah, what, what, okay, cool, I gained five levels in my first three hours of gameplay, where am I going to be in six hours? How hard is it to gain a level? What, what should I really be focusing on trying to conserve, you know, trying to get a sense of what scarcity is, really, what, what and there's an economy of scarcity in a role playing game. That's the whole idea of a role playing game is the management of scarcity. Ultimately, and it's always been that. It's way better when it was just that instead of the managing of scarcity with the added added bonus difficulty of the fact that that scarcity has been exponentially dimin- you know, uh, exponentially increased. To get you to feel like you have willingly paid money for microtransactions. And these are not microtransactions that are small in terms of gameplay. And the overall effect of this, and it took me until 19 and a half hours. I had to have been around the game world a bit and understood you know my capabilities and what I want you know, blah, 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 and really how rare these practice kits are and what they do and stuff For it really hit me that by not having even a passable, a paltry, potentially accessible through, like, side-questable number of paltry, of Praxis kits, they had doomed me to... My Epiphany happened in 19 and a half hours, and then every minute after that, really just, I started to get really intoxicatingly angry with the game. They had doomed me to an experience that wasn't just partially diminished, or just minorly redacted, until you pay us to lift the blackouts. They hadn't just created a game where that was, you know, a minor irritant. They had literally hobbled the core awesomeness of their own game and had made it inaccessible. What do I mean by this? 19 and a half hours into a game? I should not be terrorized to the extent that not only have I never spent a Praxis Kit point on anything other than something that I absolutely knew was either immediately essential or was eventually going to be essential. Like, you know, okay, upgrading your energy systems is always a good investment because you're always, you know, theoretically, always going to be using energy. So, okay, fine. It's up our recharge rate. It took me fucking 15 hours before I could bring myself to spend the practice points to make the first upgrades in my actual basic power shit. Those are anecdotal... Stories of the symptom of this, critically and in macrocosm view of it, what they had, what, what they have effectively done to what was already a perfect game, and it's obviously a game that's still there, it's just being withheld. We I mean, were talking about fucking pixels, um, a game that obviously was there, was play tested, was balanced by Eidos Montreal, was a product not of just pride, but an absolute achievement. Both artistically, especially artistically, um, and technically. They took that and they ruined it by making these fucking things that are so essential to the way you get to experience and play the game and to the abilities you can use that they make it not only prohibitive, they make it impossible to at all experiment with any of the abilities. I mean this literally, I'm not, I'm not, uh this is not hyperbole, I'm not misspeaking. They make it so terrifying and so hard to find and so rare just so they can charge you For what is an essential game element. For what is actually the fundamental basis for the behaviors and design. You can't see the game sing without having practice upgrades. Like you can't hack anything if you don't have a practice upgrade that enables hacking. And that's level one hacking. And that's a simple, easy to describe one. Forget movement ones, forget speed ones, forget, um, uh, being able to add, being able to feel like, okay, I can upgrade, I, you know, I got five practice points, you know, blah, uh, you know, five spare practice points. And so maybe two of them, you know, I feel comfortable enough to add to any non-essential system, like upgrading my, my weapons handling reflex. Um thing. Okay, so I can aim fast. Oh, what about this whole holographic targeting and tagging system that ultimately to enable, which is cross-system, it ultimately to enable, it's hard to put together the skill tree and total up the entire number of praxis necessary to get all of those systems and all of the subsystems that are required. Oh yeah, that looks like a really essential game element that was Supposed to be, like, available to you without spending anything from, like, the very beginning. Um... Okay, yeah, I can, uh, you know, auto-target using my ability to see through walls with a, you know, uh, what do you call it? Um... A composite, uh, three-dimensional, um it's what I see it's not an overlay so it, it appears to me in th- in 3d real time just as reality appears to me in 3d real time but instead of it being um you know limited by my ability uh I'm I'm using heartbeat sensors um uh uh heat sensors motion sensors vi- uh, vibration sensors and uh you know, audio, you know, blah, you know, so I hear someone talking, okay, fine. All of that gets composited so that I can see guys in the adjacent room through a huge, thick, concrete wall. I can see them, and I can watch them move in real time. Use up a lot of energy. Blah. So this holographic targeting thing, which is like another aspect of that system, that system is like seven praxis points. You know, if, if, if you... It's something like that. It's very expensive and it's very complicated and it's made up of all sorts of different little things that are necessary to enable, but when, it, it looks like once you enable the basics for having that real-time composite sensory feed access, then that actually kind of opens up um, not a new tier of upgrade, but it makes... Accessible, um, a uh, a category of software technology and processing of that data that enables you to do other new things with it, like for instance, uh, uh, rapid target-based tracking. Without firing any projectile or any sort of, you know, um, blah. Meaning if I'm like looking at like, if I'm using my special see-through walls view or whatever, and it's upgraded enough, and I have like, you know, the, the thing upgrade enough, which is like pro- all told. I mean, it's, it's more practice points than I've ever had in the game. And I played the game for 21.1 hours, and this looks like the, one of the coolest things in the game. It doesn't look like, um, it does not look like, uh, functionality that was designed to be um, even unlocked at the middle of the game it looks like fundamental core functionality of your uh, of you know your cybernetic systems it looks like the game was designed to have that built in from the very beginning at like one or two practice points all told and they're cool you know one of the cool things that you could do if you ever had any practice points ever and ever had any hope of getting them He's okay, so when you use your special, you know, tactical, you know, heightened sensory view, which is cool, it's a cool thing, I can't remember what it's called, it has a way cooler name, and it looks way cooler, and it works way cooler, and it uses energy in a realistic way, it's a big energy drain, um, you know, boss, so you have to make all these constant decisions, but guess what, the fact that there's no practice points, means I mean, there's nothing to upgrade... And that means you don't even get to play a bare-bones kind of experience of the game. Because, okay, so, like, you use your special, you know, tactical view thing, which also shows, you know, circuit boards and control panels and uh, highlights um, air ducts, you know, in your room and in adjacent rooms and stuff, um, and tactical opportunities, sometimes it notices little things that, you know, it also helps you see items and um, terminals and stuff, which is important when, you know, getting between one room and another in a fucking prison, a highly secured fucking environment, is a challenge in of itself, and uh, you kind of want to know if there's a terminal in that in that other room, if there's a terminal in that other room, it is not just very definitely possibly worth going there. It's oh, I really want to go there. In fact, I want to find if it's difficult even. I want to find a way into that room, and that's what you, the player, are deciding. This is not something that you know being fit. and maybe it's something. Maybe there's something really really good on that terminal. Maybe there's something really shitty on that terminal, maybe there's some items in that room, whatever, or maybe that terminal actually controls access to something that you don't even know about yet, and you can now open the door, or whatever. Anyway, so you're using your special, you know, your special augmented view. And if you have all this shit upgraded, and have this integrated with a targeting thing, whenever you're using your uh, super tactical view... And you look at an enemy. It might be if it, you might have to actually look at them down the sights of any weapon um, from the from the super enhanced tactical view, which is not a problem. But bam, they are registered as a signature, which is a composite of a lot of different data streams that are coming from actually your central nervous system as well as enhanced sensory gear. Um, you know, better cameras and better, you know, augmented cochlea and fucking hearing and all this shit. Fucking rad! Um, bam, that guy, that guard that you just looked at gets assigned a data signature, and even when you go out of the view or whatever, you have a certain amount of, you know, CPU overhead that doesn't cost battery and is just operates in the background now that you have that system online. That guy's gonna be tracked and I can't remember if, his, if the actual little um, tracking icon that gets pegged to his back, which looks like a, a heat table, little little heat, a little tick mark of a heat table, um, that that guy is v- still visible. That tick is still visible even outside of your supersensory mode. So there's a way to even upgrade this further. I've never been able to use this. It is so far beyond the limits of Praxis chips that I've ever even had at 21 hours point one. You know. Which is really depressing. I mean, it's really depressing. There's an even cooler thing than this where it takes zero time to tick and tag from your enhanced view All targets in your view are instantly ticked and tagged. So what can you use this? What could you use this to do if you were able to ever use this in the game? Well, my friend, it would completely change, which was the way I play the game, it would completely change my approach not to like stealth and infiltration, but to the way I would now, instead of never, ever, ever, ever getting into firefights with anyone under any circumstance, unless it's absolutely unavoidable, which is partially, you know, like, um just a, a gameplay decision that I generally make in games that, you know, really make it an available decision, a viable decision, I like to, uh, you know, blah, I, I I don't think it's realistic. To leave 57 corpses in an office filling. <laughs> I think, you know, I got away clean, man. It was a good job. You know? Um, although, if that's what it takes, then that's what it takes. Uh, push comes to shove. Hopefully, there's a, uh, a combat system that makes that... Oh. Yeah. Being able to instantly tag everyone in your field of view. And this is, like, um, I'm going to say, like, a 100-meter range forward, up, down, conically, and through all walls. So, bam, like, if, if you get to a good vantage spot, you could instantly tag all the guards on five floors, patrolling the entire floors, and you couldn't see them, and you could do this instantly, with a, a certain other upgrade. It happens instantly from that view. They're all t- tagged. Another, I think there's another upgrade that also shows you a predictive, uh, line. I'm pretty sure this, this is real. I'm not imagining it. But anyway, let's go back to, let's go back to what we could use that other upgrade for if we could ever, 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 ever imagine having enough praxis points to even begin the process of unlocking the things necessary to get to what looks like a really cool um, piece of functionality that also looks like it's meant to be unlocked very early in the game, which is absolutely impossible to unlock even in the middle of the game. I mean, we're not just talking like, oh, it's out of reach, or it's like a long-term goal. I mean, it is not even out of sight. It is like um, mission to Mars out of sight. Like, okay, right now, 2016, right now, from my living room, I'm gonna go to Mars we're going to begin planning that. It's that impractical. It requires that much practice. So, bam Okay, so let's say I could tick and tag all the guards on the, on these three floors from one vantage point, including, like, underneath them. You know, it doesn't have to be a special vantage point, like a Batman vantage point where, oh, now I can see all the guards. Well, that would mean, then, that instead of one, my navigation of the map in a stealthy fashion being kind of like the world's worst iteration of cybernetic Jason Bourne slash solid snake. I mean, it's like, it's, it's like a klutzy claustrophobic fucking faux pas comedy of errors as I just fi- kind of hurdle my, hurl myself blindly. Even, you know, even though I'm careful, like it's more or less like you, kind of, are forced to play the entire game, even though you're not made aware of this initially, you're kind of forced to play the game like a retard, like a really, really, like, um, a third-rate Hudson Hawk, and nothing like, um, you know, covert, super, trained, ultimate, uh, spy, espionage, and intelligence an assassination asset that you actually are and also being superhuman. So what this means is instead of like that shit show, which has been really fun and I, you know, I, I never thought of this until 19 and a half hours into the game, you know, just really getting hit with, Oh, they're never going to let me ever play with any of this stuff. Um, and they're not going to let me experiment with any of it. And they're not going to ever let me experiment with any of it in any combination. And not only have they not encouraged, um, experimenting with various different, um, combinations, flavors, tactics, or exploiting all of the myriad, um, techniques, tactics, and, uh, abilities that all of these ma, it's a huge catalog of shit. Um, no, we're not not only we are not going to even let you explore like them in combination, we're not going to let you explore them at all. We're not going to let you fucking use them. And it's going to take about 20 hours before you realize that even though you've paid them every fucking bit of money they have asked, both reasonable and unreasonable, they still expect you. If you want to play the game as it was originally intended, or even see any of See and/or experience any of the cool play mechanics that they put into this game. They're actually gonna charge you not just piecemeal for each individual play mechanic. Each play mechanic is gonna be about forty bucks in microtransactions of each individual practice kit. Let's you know what? Fuck it. I know, I have war. I'm sorry I yelled at you. I love you too. This is very difficult though to see that this is two hours and twenty seven minutes long. Which is not at all a significant time savings, but I gotta get it out! Because I I gotta move on to other games, and I have to call this game out for the shit that it is. For the magnificent game that not only is it ruined, it is... Not only is it prohibitively concealed beneath a layer of microtransactions or dishonest, hitting you up for this you know season pass thing. No, it is absolutely at full price... Not the game until you pay them. I, I'm, I'm, the game is booting up. It takes a long time for the game to get started on my system. Um, some Most times it takes a long time. But after it loads up the first time, all my loads and, and individual stuff is lightning fast. It's a wonderfully, it's a fantastically beautiful game. Um, and it's wonderfully optimized. Uh, I get great frame rate from it um and the I'm just looking at this, I feel so sad because I'm telling you to never ever buy this game which is one of the best games I've ever played so it's like I don't know it's like you know meeting the love of your life And then finding out a cutting problem is too insignificant a comparison. Meet the love of your life and she's perfect in every way. But at night to sate her own ridiculous guilty conscience which can only be quelled and this is just like an innate, irrational, insane, guilty conscience for something that never happened that she didn't do. But and it doesn't matter what she thinks it is this night or that night. And by the way, uh, at night, you, you can't talk to her at all. She's not there. Sometimes during the day, she's not there as well. Just full psychotic breaks with reality. But where she's in a reality that you can't even touch. And... uh She also loves you. But eventually her craziness at night gets to such a boiling point in her head that um, she explains to you that she's going to lobotomize herself in front of you with a screwdriver through her own ocular orbit to spare both you and her the pain and then you get to spend the rest of your life with the lobotomized girl version of the love of your life and there's nothing you can do to save stop or influence her it's exactly what that's exactly what they did to this game it's not e- it's not even it's barely recognizable as the shell of what obviously was completely finished and there but then deliberately removed hang on here we go story I'm gonna go to continue this might take another couple of might take another 45 seconds I think I've said pretty much what I need to say I'm not gonna read you the rest of the season pass store page copy you can feel free to go read it yourself And some would say that to actually review this game from a critical perspective, which no major outlet has done, uh, to include these concerns that I've just spent, you know, better part of the last hour and 15 minutes, um, really not just pointing out or warning you about, but really describing their effect on the game. Some would say that because that's not part of the game, that's part of the pricing model and that's part of the marketing and that's not part of the game, it's unfair to include that in your critical. No, these are a set. these don't just have these don't just have consequences to the gameplay. These are not just significant these don't these are not just significant these considerations and stuff that they've done on the business mo- business side of the, um, release have not just had really profound influences on the gameplay and the game overall it's you know it's it's it, it's incalculable the damage that they have done to their own game and ultimately the biggest shame is that the biggest damage that they've done is 10 years from now and this is how I feel not just in like this is not a vindictive thing I feel I don't feel I hardly feel any anger even though I've been raped over a barrel and lied to I don't feel really that much anger about that what I feel is almost an inexpressible sadness and r- real real, hardcore, um, legitimate, and, you know, uh, very real, not disappointment, but just really, um, you know, like, uh, kind of what you might feel like if, if you saw, um, kind of the way I felt when I saw, uh, Uh, um, post-Iraqi Iraq War Invasion 2 the pathos on the face faces of the curators and and docents and uh, and academics who had to watch as you know the greatest collection of art, artifacts, manuscript and uh Human history was looted mindlessly, and allowed to continue by an indifferent security force that wasn't there to evidently to secure anything. This, these guys are just devastated. I mean, they and they're there while it's happening, and they're screaming the camera. It's, it's it's very difficult to watch. If you want to see that, um, it's in the documentary. I can't remember, remember if it's in the documentary. No End in Sight or... I, I think it's in No End in Sight. It's amazing and they go back... They, they talk to one of these guys like a week later when the looters aren't there and there's nothing there. And everything that is there is destroyed. Detritus of these... Pri- I mean, not just prices from like... Uh, talking... You know, and these guys are they have been damaged in a way from which they will never recover they have suffered a loss which is inexpressible in its depth even for them that's kind of how I feel about DayX Mankind Divided And it, it makes me very, very, very sad to have to say, and this is not a vindictive thing, this is just what I, you know, I think it's fair, and I think it's appropriate, and I think it's important. And I think if, if you know, in, in best of all possible, in Westphalia, this is what would happen. Ten years from now, everyone will have forgotten everything about Day X Mankind Divided, including all of the shit that I just ranted at you about, But also including that the game had ever existed, except for one enduring element, which is not the thing that should be the enduring memory of this game. Because this game actually is an achievement, an accomplishment, and a triumph in so many aspects that are so hard. And, you know, I've been waiting for for so many games for so many years to really pull it together on this caliber of... Pulling all of these very, very detail-oriented design elements to really give you an experience that feels authentic, your own. It's, it's 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 a game that is uh, should it, you know it. I would love to be able to say that that would be its enduring legacy, which is what it rightfully should have been. But instead, the only legacy and enduring um, what do you call it, um the, you know the thing that should instantly jump to mind to any scholar of video game history ten years from now, or anyone who's, you know, making critical study or academic study of, you know the evolution of blah, blah 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 Only thing that should jump immediately to the forefront of their mind when someone asks them, Well, what did you think? Oh, how do you think that Day X Mankind Divided fits into this new timeline of yours? Given the first words out of their, their mouth is, Oh, Day X Mankind Divided is remembered at all, only as the ultimate object lesson of how greed and, um, how greed and marketing have had over the last 25... We're talking 10 years from now, so... Last 25 years, only really and essentially negative, and especially during the period from, you know, like the early 2000s through the mid-2010s, a corrosive and uh, debilitating and... um, uh, deleterious effect on the development process. And on the, you know, ability for video games to further realize and, and, uh, reimagine and and invent new, more expressive ways of making, not just games, but telling stories and creating experiences, both narrative and otherwise. Yeah, you know, Day X-Man kind of, no one remembers that game, no one ever played it, really, um, they overcharged for it and they raped their own game and then made it essentially unplayable for anyone uh, you know anyone who had a sense of how far they were willing to go morally in their own life you know blah it was a very 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 sad game that's and and it will forever be, hopefully, the high water mark, the absolute worst and most, what do you call it? Um, you know, just the worst rape of a fantastic video game that is then deliberately destroyed by its own, it's cannibalized by its own publisher. I never want to interview anyone behind this game, even from the developer side. What's happened to this game is something I I would really love to never have had to do a two and out, two hour and forty five minute long episode of the show. Let me just let's get a couple of things straight here. All right, let's take a look at our praxis. Uh, it's over here. All right, says one of one, one of seven, one of three, one of three, two of two, zero of two, one of one, one of three, one of four, one of two, two of six, three of nine, five of nine, zero of one, three of six, three of nine, zero of two, zero of two, zero of four, zero of two, one of one, one of one, zero of one, zero of one, zero of two, three of four, zero of four, zero of three one of two and I'm not going to break down with all of those blah but I will as a sample break down what is contained in under eyes there's one that I have spent two of six possible upgrades on underneath that two of six there's chaff There's getting topographical details from, uh... my map. There's a range boost. Display targets field of view in radar. I see a visual representation of self-generated noises on the radar. Radar alarm timer. Projects the location of nearby walls and solid objects onto the radar chaff, Delays the lazy explosion timer and nearby grenades, mines, and other explosives to- these are these are aspects of the game that by the way, I have one Praxis kit available, my next Praxis kit is once I hit 5,500 experience points, I'm at 4,900 experience points currently the total experience points that I've gained up until this time in the game is 65,900. Yeah. So, I-, I think um it's oh, yeah, the other thing I wanted to look at was how much uh let's go to the shop. <laughs> Oh wow! All right, one Praxis kit, ninety-nine cents. Five Praxis kits, three dollars and ninety-nine cents. Ten Praxis kits, six dollars and ninety-nine cents. So we're talking about they destroyed their game and all of the cool functionality and capability of it from a gameplay perspective and did so in a way that I feel is dishonest and, you know, should be really should be not just condemned, but like, yeah, I mean, it's it's really dishonest. It's not good for games, not good for gamers, not good for the industry either in the long run, but don't worry. That's, that's neither here nor there. So they destroyed their game by making the rest of their game available in a thing that they're calling a season pass, which is actually just the rest of their single player game that they lied to you and that you just bought, and now you just bought that. And now they feel that they got their hooks in you, so it's a reverse extortion for half the price of the game that you thought that you already just bought that was the complete game. Well, you can get the rest of that game for thirty extra dollars. So we've ruined this game already. We've we made this game very difficult to like already with those marketing decisions. Oh yeah, and then we ripped out all of the game and that's like the third layer of fuck you to this, and the ultimate insult is that they the last and really most insufferable and deepestly crippling and totally pointless (laughs) pointlessly restrictive layer of we're gonna make it impossible we're gonna make it impossible to get access to, you know, these fundamental gameplay elements in the way that, you know, you should normally get them in a well-balanced game. No, we're going to cripple the game, then we're not going to, you know, then we're going to make you, we're gonna charge you half, half the game again, and then even then the game is still going to be so crippled that, you know, it's it's not going to be anything resembling the game that you the that even as you stare at it you could just, you're like oh yeah, all of this was here and then they took it all out to charge me more for it and then they charge me more for it and you don't get any of it back and then the ultimate insult is at the final thing separating you from a much better game even with this rapage much better game very simple to do fine, you just took $101 out of me fine, you don't have to give me everything at all, even but just make it like, possible to upgrade something so I can experiment with it before 20 hours in the game you know Give, a, give me some fucking practice cards while you balance your fucking game not only and that would be the simplest change on earth no they don't do that they keep it just as fucked it's not just crippled it's, it. they they took the great game that they obviously had finished and they ripped it apart and broke it and gave you the broken pieces for you to cry over as you marvel at what a beautiful glass crystal music box with such fine mechanisms, this must have been at some point. And they, they did that so they could sit there and laugh at you and your agony. And the final insult, the ultimate insult is that they, they, they did not ameliorate that final token layer. Uh, okay fine we'll balance it we'll balance it out a little bit for people who pay us $101 they do that for an additional just and I'm just eyeballing it from what I just looked at 10 practice gets to $6.99 I'm gonna say there were like what 7 lines on that probably on average of those seven lines, there were probably an average of four categories. That's twenty-eight. So of those twenty-eight categories, I'm gonna say that there were on average two practice points that I needed to spend. So 28, so that's four that's fifty-six. It's fifty-six practice points, ten praxis kits, six dollars and ninety-nine cents. So, barely for $50. More. You're gonna release this game, call it a finished piece of software, charge full price for it. Yeah. And then still leave it crippled. Not for the potential to over-the-course of the technically relevant market lifespan of the game you know maybe 24 months to 7 10 years possibly you know it was it was a fa- fan- fanta- fantastic game till so they did all this stuff to it to ruin it would have been a timeless classic and i say that with i mean should hear should read the reviews it's it's just ap- the review that i wrote it's absolutely just You know, it, it, it. my opening paragraph was DeX Mankind of I, is one of the greatest most magnificent video games I've ever played, period. It's luminous brilliance in the way it uses the medium of the video game to tell a story that is experienced by the player in the form of the player's own experience, as opposed to the way a traditional story that's told to someone simply is a quote story that was told to person X, and is almost an unpar- and is and is almost unparalleled in all of my Now, nearly three decades of involvement in the industry of video gaming. So, when I say they ruined something very special here, they ruined something very, very special. And they they ruined, and not only did they ruin something, the potential for something very, very special, they ruined something that they finished and achieved. And it was very, very special. And then they destroyed that and they did it, it beyond, you know, the, we'll say the asking price for this game, and that would be a much better, by the way, you know, it's gonna hurt, it would hurt their bottom line, and et cetera, but, and no one would like it. But people really dislike being ripped off, and they really hate being lied to, especially when you're talking about <sighs> gamers with any degree of sophistication. Not only did they, you know, do all this, Let's say the base cost of the game is $101. Let's say that's the purchase price. And that gives you everything that you know we've talked about. Except for the Praxis kits. They left the game completely in this ruined... Not AAA title. Not even shareware. Not even crippleware, not even featureware, not even microtransaction model modelware, not even free freemium model. No, it's it's a it's 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 in its own twisted separate circle of hell and it is the only occupant. And they did it over fifty more dollars. per unit sold not guaranteed but then they then they had to cripple it so hard that if you want any chance of even kind of seeing what it actually really was like when it was finished you're going to pay us another 50, you know, 60 bucks in microtransactions that's what we need That's not what they need. And believe me, they would have made their $100 million back over the next 24 months guaranteed and tenfold over the next 10 years if instead of destroying one of the, you know, what could have been literally a timeless classic that would have been absolutely as enjoyable and as um, modern and sophisticated and and pretty decent looking ten years from now as it was you know today or when it was originally released instead of doing that they never released the game and then pretended to hold it they pretended to not hold it hostage and then killed the hostage and then asked you for 60 more bucks 60 more bucks and and I don't know like 60 more bucks and we don't ever talk to you about this again feels real good i hope that regardless of anyone's opinion about this review or about about the validity of my disgust and moral outrage, and um, critical sadness, and, and as just in the, as 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 someone who likes art, really, that's the thing. Anyone who wants to give me shit about two hours and fifty two minute long podcast where I rant about day X. know that it has been 3 weeks in my head and dozens and dozens of hours that I've spent over these last 3 weeks um trying to grapple with not just the way that this game makes me feel but the the way all the myriad ways in which it should enrage and incense anyone who is even a consumer and has gone completely unpunished by uh, the critical media is not what it says on its tin is short-sighted and emblematic in every way in ways that were I've never seen actually executed in, in to this extent and, and this, this degree of insanity honestly, because they had the finished game they finished the game and it was magnificent, and it was everything and more than what they had gone with their wildest dreams of making a fantastic piece of art, and a fantastically exciting play experience, and a fantastically exciting story, and a fantastically well acted, and fantastically rendered, and fantastically level design, fantastic, every aspect of it, far exceeded, and combined into one solid form, finished, straight and pure, Almost straight from, you know, almost as if fashioned directly from the ether and harnessing powers, you know, of inspiration and technical mastery combined with a fantastic team to make this game. And they did it. That is not the game. So. Cheers, thank you for listening. Ivor, I know. This is the third time I've recorded this. Fucking three hours. I've never spent three hours talking about one game or one topic even that has actually gone into a show that's going on the air. It's why we're late. And And it's a game that I absolutely beg you to not go buy, to not buy at all, to not review, to discourage your friends from buying it, Um, because buying it is to celebrate the destruction of something that was awesome. that's not a moral or can econ- that's not that's not an economic or critical um, assessment that is a moral assessment all right Ivor we did it um thank you for listening this far if anyone has ever made it this far then great uh, I'm never talking about day X again even conversationally on this show I you know probably next week they'll be some something that I forgot to mention or something, but I'm never mentioning it again. No column this week. Column will be back next week. We have two awesome uh, episodes coming up over the the next two weeks that will be not. They, they will be actually very special episodes because they're they're holiday episodes, and for once, this in our third year, finally, the end of December, has coincided magically with unlike last year, which was just like an endless onslaught of sales, it seems like right now, maybe we're not going to get crushed like that again. And so, and, and by virtue of the way that the weeks fall, the next two weeks, look for us on Friday, or Saturday, of this weekend every week, generally. This is the first episode that's ever been later than a Monday, that I can remember. Maybe it happened one time in the ancient, ancient origins of the show. But, um... Next two themed episodes are really cool. Next one is the Twas the Night Before Fossmas episode. That will be Friday the 23rd, which is going to be a genre by genre in terms of game genre, like racing games or side-scrolling platformer or first-person shooter, story-based. It's going to be the best game available for Linux for that category. And it's, uh, I'm presenting it with the notion of, uh, maybe helping people who know someone who's either, you know, has a Linux box that, you know, they kind of game around on or it's their secondary thing or whatever, or might be chipping around with that fucking arcane, dark, free and open source magic shit, man. They use a Linux shit, that hacker shit, hacker tool W get. <clears throat> yeah they're security experts they're programmers he's a fucking wizard doesn't even know how to fucking figure grub anyway but if you have a friend who's chipping around experimenting with the dark arts of Linux perhaps you can help them take a next step or inspire them to use more of the Linux by buying them a game for their Linux in a genre that they like this is not going to be our top our top or best of episode this is a new thing that I've always wanted to do where we go game type by game type and it's also something you'll be able to use uh, on people who you know just refuse to stop bitching about and using Windows refuse to take the time to even look at or consider um, what Linux is, does, or where we are now in terms of how fucking awesome it actually is to deploy on workstations. It's an operating system you can totally give to your mom, almost, at this point. Um, so they refuse to stop using Windows. They also refuse to stop bitching about Windows. And they refuse to To understand FOSS and Linux enough to do anything other than mindlessly slander it or completely insult it on merits that, on on a basis that has nothing to do with technical merits or anything really in actual computing reality, but is more like a construct of some sort of. racially offensive stereotypical Nazi propaganda cartoon for those people uh, next week's episode might help give you some am- one more piece of ammunition I mean at this point if you're trying to convince people to use Linux then I think that those people probably unless they have a you know very specific uh, uh, workflow or application need that um, just simply isn't there yet and that's been you know blah that's a that's 20 years I've avoided recommending Linux to many people uh, for just that reason um, for one one aspect of that or another uh, and, it's, and it's not a good idea to recommend Linux to people who need and rely on actual applications that have that, that are proprietary on Windows and have no free and open source equivalent at all um, available for Linux and um, no possible way to bridge that workflow. Yeah, you know, recommending Linux to them, you just inspired someone to, once again, sit out for another eight years <laughs> until the memory of the excruciating pain and horrible technical darkness is subsumed in yet another glorious dawn of um, fantastic, easy-to-use Linux like we have it now, which is still not as easy to use enough as it should be but is beyond at all what I had hoped. It was, it, was, it was right around what I had hoped for in my wildest secret hopes. 1995, 1996, 1997. Fantastic. Best operating system in the world, in my opinion. And... Yeah. So that that's next week. Colm will be back. Show will be back on Friday or Saturday. And I can put this to bed. I can put the steak right through this topic's heart. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Happy holidays. Please be careful out there. And, uh... Yes. Yes. Ivor, the audience, the remaining audience, says that I should not be so mean to you and that I should wish you happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. But I have to see him numerous more times. But tis the season. Cheers. We'll be back with better news. More games. And uh, stuff that, you know, it's going to be cool. Cool and happy. And uh, filled with festive seasonal cheer. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, www.bestlinuxgames.com And don't forget... That other URL, uh, www.I will destroy the world so I can rule the moon All one word. Go to the give us Bitcoin link, and uh, you know what to do. Follow the instructions, baby. Follow the instructions. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Freeze. Freeze. When I drop a fairy, you know I end. am only getting started, motherfucker! Hey, hey sir! Put there, down sir. the weapon! Put down, down the weapon! The put it down down, there. There. Stay down! On the Stay ground. right down! Put your legs! Don't move! Me. Put your hand behind your back, sir! Until someone wins. Congratulations! This is the darkest sketch in television history! Darkest sketch! Darkest sketch! Darkest sketch! There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux it's not a problem you alienated part of america i alienated crazy people i like it very much it is i eb farm you're becoming hysterical i'm here i'm there i'm fucking everywhere i'm the Eggman. the best linux games podcast is brought to you by blue wizard is about to die